You're listening to Jane Talks to a Wall, a podcast for people who like to hear me talk. I'm your host, Jane, and this is me playing a little ditty. Hello, and welcome to Jane Talks to a Wall. I'm Jane, and today I plan to talk myself until I'm blue in the face. Over the last few weeks, I've been really grappling with the subject of my next episode. Um, I looked at my list of topics over and over, and somehow none of those things felt right. Um, I'm not really sure how all of you are doing, but I, for one, have been struggling under the weight of it all. And the last few weeks have been quite emotional for me. Um, For starters, we are still very much in lockdown um, where I am, and I'm very cautious, not only for myself, but for others who seem to throw all worries to the wind um, and haven't, haven't really been wanting to venture out, haven't, I mean, okay, I want to, but I still think there's a risk that is involved with it that people seem to be ignoring, um, and I don't want to be part of that. Um, at the beginning, I was really loving the quarantine. Um, I love being alone, and I was so fired up to work on this project. Um, I've had so much motivation every day you know, working from home, studying, finding time for creative projects from sun up to sundown. I was kid you not work, 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 do, do, do create, create, create. And I didn't feel tired. You know, I was so excited. I went to bed early, woke up early, got started with my day. And, um, as the days turn to weeks and the weeks turn to months, I'm starting to realize the importance of actual physical human interactions, um, in our lives and, um, starting to miss that, uh, during this quarantine, you know, living abroad has conditioned me to be good at virtual coffee dates and long distance phone calls, catching up with loved ones on the other line, but nothing really can prepare you for a mandated quarantine void of actual interaction. Um, And what a time in our world's history to actually need to be with others. Um, We've seen things popping up all over the internet, you know, podcasts about community and connectivity in an era of solitude, TV specials, new studies, virtual meetings, hangouts, pub quizzes, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, Because I think being alone with thoughts and feelings for extended periods of time can bring up a lot of emotion. I mean, not, I mean, for anybody, not anyone that's sensitive to mental health issues or whatever. I mean, which is, I think this is even a more, a more trying time for those people, but for everyone. And, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm not trying to, to avoid these thoughts or feelings. Um, I just want to point out, you know, that it can be taxing to sit on all of these internal emotions and the external turmoil in the world and the weight of this extended solitude. So yeah, it's, it's been an emotional couple of weeks and, and maybe some of that has to do with me rewatching Boy Meets World, um, or reminiscing on, on the past, um, or just missing certain people from my life and, 
Um, but I think, you know, when we're alone and we've slowed down, we can really isolate certain people in our lives that are missing. Anyway, it's just been, it's been a really emotional few weeks. That's, that's all I want to say. And, and I hope that you guys are reflecting if you're also feeling like me, um, or maybe you're surrounding yourself with people in some form or fashion, but, um, I do hope that you're being smart about, about it, about your health and the health of, of those around you. Um, so as I was starting to create my outline for this episode, I read over my objectives for the podcast and, um, number one and two really cemented the fact that I have a responsibility, nay, a duty to talk about the issues that our less privileged fellow humans are facing in this world, especially as it pertains to black, indigenous, and people of color. The first objective that I have is start a dialogue. And for this issue, we must certainly start a dialogue with everyone in our vicinity, in our friend groups, and even when it's hard, with those in our families. We need to make the problem known and recognized so that people know what they are doing wrong and they have the ability to make a change so that people can become infuriated by this unequal, unfair, inhumane treatment of our brothers and sisters in this life. Starting the conversation is the first step in making a change. And on that note, for those who are up in arms, literally, about the protests all across the world, they have served to start a dialogue. I'm personally not positive that the adage all press is good press is true, but the protests are in everyone's mind and on everyone's screen. And I would count that as a success in the battle for starting a dialogue. That being said, it deeply saddens me that in a democratic nation, the only way for people to have a voice is to stoop as low as the bad guys and to incite violence for recognition. It is truly devastating, embarrassing, and shameful that it had to come to that to get anyone to pay attention to rampant problems of racism in our system. Americans seem somehow incapable of learning from the past, of seeing patterns, and of making changes. And it's absolutely infantile and barbaric. My second objective that I defined was provide a platform. And even though I'm recording this episode alone, I still wish to use this platform to speak out about the injustices that people of color have faced for far, far, far too long in our world. Being reminded of the objectives that I outlined when making this podcast just honestly solidified the fact that this uncertainty of how to move forward with Jane Talks to a Wall in the last few weeks was driven by a need to feel that I was honoring my values, but also that I was doing my part to make some sort of difference for even just one person. Like many of you, I have consumed so much media recently regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. And one thing that kept standing out for me was this very simple question of, would you trade places with them? 
And I think it does a lot for putting things into perspective. You know, empathy is just that. It's empathy. It's you trying to recreate this feeling of walking a mile in someone's shoes. But I'm asking you if you would actually walk a mile in their shoes. Because empathy is not enough. Empathy has not made us see. It is. It has not let us understand the struggle, the oppression, the blatant racism, the everything that these people face on a day-to-day basis. We cannot possibly fathom it because many, many, many of us have never experienced anything even near that. Anyway, would you trade places with them? So I was raised in a very Christian household, and I remember questioning that faith at a very young age already um, because I was simply so troubled by my privilege. And let me explain that a little. Um, You know, I was asking myself, what had I done to deserve a good life? Why was I so blessed to be born in the United States, for example, and not a war-torn land? Why did I deserve health? Why did I deserve white skin? Why did I deserve loving parents? The unfairness of it all is truly something that I still struggle with. And on those days when I was a child, I would think about some God dictating the fate of the world's population. I imagined some larger-than-life man hitting golf balls at the driving range. Each ball, a person that must be played where they lie. You know, is it going to be a slice? Is it going to be a hook? Are we going to call a mulligan? I don't know if you're familiar with golf terms, but what I mean is what I imagined was some some man or being whatever, <laughs> you know, chipping away at these at these golf balls and just saying, oh, that's where he's going to grow up and that's where this person is going to have to live and that's what she's going to endure and that's what color their skin is going to be and that's what struggles this person is going to face and it just shook me I guess to imagine that the fates of people could be so carelessly and unjustly decided and it's not something that I can get behind it's not something that I could get behind then or now And though I no longer consider myself religious, I still ask why there are such injustices in this world. And I am so ashamed that I have let myself live comfortably in my privilege, that I've forgotten to continue the fight for others. You know, I'm human just like all of us probably, and I brush things off. You know, I tell myself that... Things I see aren't my problem, but that cannot be true and it should not be true. And it is certainly, certainly, certainly not what I want to see when I look back on my life. So let me, let my shame bring me right down to the point. I would not willingly want to trade places with black, indigenous, or people of color. Admitting that proves 
that I know or that you know that you were treated better because of the circumstances of your birth, because of where you grew up and how, because of the color of your skin, the stuff of history books, and where your golf ball landed. And here's the segue for the topic for today's episode. Even though I won't necessarily be around to see the demise of the earth as we know it, I am still concerned for its well-being and willing to fight to see justices for our planet. And even though I don't always see bad things happening firsthand, and I myself am not subject to these injustices committed on people of color, I am willing to stand with them to educate myself and others, to actively do something to protect my planet and those people on it. How does environmentalism pertain to the Black Lives Matter movement? How can wanting to protect the planet bleed into protecting its people? Well, the fate of this planet lies with the people. And if we don't protect and fight for our own, there is no reason to protect the rock that we are standing on. The definition of an environmentalist is a person who is concerned with and or advocates for the protection of the environment. An environmentalist can be considered a supporter of the goals of the environmental movement, a political and ethical movement that seeks to improve and protect the quality of the natural environment through changes to environmentally harmful human activities. So let's break it down. First, let's talk about environment, just so we're all on the same page. I turned to Merriam-Webster, tried and true. An environment is defined as such. The circumstances, objects, or conditions by which one is surrounded. Um, In our lifetime, environment has become synonymous with climate change and the movement to protect the planet, though it means much more than that. From the macro level to the meso level, all the way down to the micro level. The definition continues. The complex of physical, chemical, and biotic factors, such as climate, soil, and living things that act upon an organism or an ecological community and ultimately determine its form and survival. So living things acting upon another living organism, determining its form and survival. Does that sound familiar to anybody? (laughs) Living things have determined the form that the life of others can take on and whether said life can continue to take form or if it will be extinguished. A simpler definition is the aggregate of social and cultural conditions that influence the life of an individual or community. And this is for today's purposes where we need to focus. I mean, shit, y'all. Do you see where I'm going? Let's go back to the original argument of what it means to be an environmentalist, okay? Do you remember the buzzwords? Advocate, supporter, protector. An environmentalist is a person who is concerned with and or advocates for the protection of the summation of social and cultural conditions that influence the life of an individual or community. 
An environmentalist can be considered a supporter of the goals of the environmental movement, a political and ethical movement that seeks to improve and protect the quality of the natural environment through changes to environmentally harmful human activities. Now, maybe you came to my podcast because you know me, or maybe you came to learn more about minimizing your footprint on our planet. Regardless of how you got here or why, let's make a decision together. Let us all be advocates for the protection of the lives of the less privileged communities. I want to point out that I'm purposely not using black communities as an example here. While the focus in the U.S. is on Black Lives Matter, there are many oppressed Black, Indigenous, and peoples of color dealing with racism in many forms all around the world. And while I'm not trying to take away from the movement in the U.S., I do want to point out that you can be an advocate anywhere, in any country, of any race, for people in your environment who are treated less than, who are treated unjustly, who are treated unfairly and unkindly. Let's be supporters, not critics, of the goals of this political and ethical movement so that we may improve and protect the quality of life for our fellow humans. Let us abolish the harmful human activities being practiced on certain members of society. All of that just to say it is impossible to separate advocating for the macro environment without advocating for the various communities and individuals within it. What use is a relatively healthy planet in 80 years, granting we stick to the Paris Agreements, if the people are at each other's throats, if white people remain on their privileged pedestal? If you stand and claim to be an environmentalist, then you must also be an advocate for the movement we see sweeping the world. Wherever you are, educate yourself. Check your privilege. Ask yourself if you'd want to trade places. Be honest about the cruelty that you're allowing to endure and then do something to fucking change it. I am an environmentalist and I am a person concerned about the protection and just treatment of those oppressed within our environment. I am committed to improving and protecting equal privilege for those people. Now, I've offered the platform before and I would like to offer it again. If you have something to say, If you've suffered injustices, if you're an educator, a protester, someone with a story, or just someone looking for someone to listen, please feel welcome here. I am listening. Email, check the website, or get in touch in some way. Tell me what you want to hear. What questions do you have? What did you think about today's episode? I may be talking to a wall, but you don't have to.